Hello, and welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. And we just had a little summer break. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's been, uh, we, we just figured it out. We think it's been three weeks. Since we've recorded. Yeah, so we've missed two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the plan the whole time. We had some camping things. It wasn't <laughs> like a whatever. Yeah. Uh, and nobody's quit or anything like that. Walked away. It's just, <laughs> it's just life happens and camping yeah. happens and, you know, work and yeah. all that kind of other jazz. But Megan, yep. it's good to see you. Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Everybody else, welcome back as well. I know. Any any fun things in the last three weeks? Any, any <laughs> life updates? Uh, uh no. no. I don't just... know. You sound you sounded like you knew something. No, I, I don't know. Oh. I, don't, I know nothing. <laughs> you said that with so much like yeah. She's married and has four kids now. <laughs> it's been a real good break. Uh, that'd be wow. Yeah, four four would be impressive. <laughs> I mean, I would have like inherited them yeah. in the marriage. That would well, have been that kind of situation. What happened uh, was <laughs> what that happened was? yeah, you you actually had two f- from a long time ago that you didn't even know about, <laughs> and uh, they knocked on your door. Oh they found your new address for your new house. <laughs> they didn't feel good about going to the apartment, but they feel yeah. better about going to a house. And oh they knocked God. and said, "Hey." Uh, you don't know this, but you're our mom. That's like a man. That's a kind of an accomplishment to be a woman and not know <laughs> you not had know. children. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it was really impressive by you. <laughs> you took a lot of drugs, and uh, <laughs> just to be clear to anybody, all of this is especially, wrong. Is, especially your employer. <laughs> all of this is false information. <laughs> Brent is just pulling stuff out of his butt. Yeah, it was only three kids. You're right. <laughs> It was uh, a little less than I, I embellished. I did no, embellish. No, I went a touch. to Seaside with my family. Yeah, and then last week you were gone. Yep, I was at Orcas Island. Yeah, you ever been to Orcas Island? Uh, no. Like San Juan. I've been Islands to the San Juans, area. but I don't know that I've ever been to Orcas. Okay, all right. It, so, it was awesome. It was yeah. beautiful. There's yeah. a big, tall mountain there, and there's a Fort Constitution right on top, nice. and you can go up and hike up there. Well, you drive like 99% of the way, yep. and then you hike 1% of the way, yep. and you feel that's real good about yourself, Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's fine. That's totally great, and yeah. then we hiked uh, from like one lake to another lake, and there was a bunch of waterfalls in between, like a fun. creek that goes through. It was beautiful. It was awesome, and uh, great scenery. A lot uh, colder than this. I was cold at night, Yeah, uh, every night, freezing. Uh, we tented it, and uh, then, uh, you know, lucky for me, we got home, and it's 100 degrees. So Yeah, it's supposed to be like 114 yeah. on Friday. On, and it's boat race weekend, so yeah. it's going to be uh, wild and crazy. Oh, man, everybody, be careful, people. Hey, listen to me. If you're listening to this right now, go ahead and take a drink of water right now. For I don't sure, even know yeah. what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're doing. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, in fact, every time I say the word the, and from the next... <laughs> 30 minutes it's or so. It's our own version of It's a drinking, a drinking game. game. You need to drink water. water. Hey, yeah. you should drink water. <laughs> I, th- I figured that out the other day. I was like, I definitely do not drink enough water. Because yeah. I, I see my wife. She might drink too much water. But there, somewhere there's a happy medium in between us. Um, but I definitely don't drink enough water. Yeah. And I, I found myself at one point a couple of weeks ago just feeling crappy on one day. And I realized I hadn't drank hardly any water yeah. that day. And I just resolved in my mind, before I ever take another Advil or Tylenol, I'm going to drink my way out of yeah. feeling crappy. Yeah. And, and by that, I don't mean yeah, you're what you think it means. Water out yeah, of- I'm going to drink more water yeah. out of uh, out of. Out I definitely of have those moments, too, of like, man, I feel awful. And yeah. then I'm like, I haven't had water I'm like in a while. 80% convinced <laughs> dehydration is a major factor yeah. in 
when I'm tired, yeah. when I'm when my uh, my eyes are blurry, hurting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just need to drink water. Yeah. Because I will come up with uh, any excuse to not drink. You saw me just drinking strawberry lemonade yeah, I for did. lunch. Uh-huh. Um, I had a coffee earlier. That would, they all have water in it. That's how I justify it. Yeah, but, but they also have other things count. that negate the coffee. I know. The coffee. I know. Uh, I've I've <laughs> attempted to buy really cool water bottles in an effort to be like, if yeah. I have a cool water bottle, then I'll drink more water, um, which is kind of true I for a little bit. I think you just need to like, just like power up and just create the habit. Like, Are you saying just man up yeah, and drink more water? Yeah, that is what water? I'm saying. Yeah. Like, just, just do it, Brian. I like, know. I know. Don't try and trick yourself into doing it. Just be like, I'm going to do this. I used to have use... alerts set on my phone. <laughs> I honestly did. And <laughs> out, every hour, I'd be like, hey, hey, buddy, drink more water. <laughs> and uh, I think I remember that phase, yeah, actually. It was a good phase. What's hilarious is I'm sitting here with a giant like East Lake Nalgene full of water. Full, though. It is, I, not- I noticed I it's it, full. That's because I filled it right before I came here sure. from my house. You filled it at 6 no, a.m. this morning. No, I and- drank one of these, like... <laughs> In the last hour, yeah. so okay, all right, yeah. I've been trying to drink more water as well. That's good, but I've been working outside a lot because of my like. Because you own job. a home now. Well, that, but also because of my summer job. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like trying to. Not she gets have to stroke. watch the fire effects of uh, smoke and how it affects uh, <laughs> wine. I like how you're yeah. explaining this. Uh, well, I, I mean. <laughs> I'm very scientific about it. You might not understand this, Megan. It's okay. I'll, I'll slow it. Let me slow it down for you. Uh, when a fire happens, there's yeah. smoke emits. Yep. And that can have an effect on the berries of a vine and therefore affect the overall flavor yeah. and uh, opaqueness. Of... I don't think it does anything for the color. Shh. You... It's this is out of this like is out of your ballpark. This and... is out of your realm. This is beyond your understanding at this point. What I'm saying to you... Is, uh, yeah. is is different. It's uh, it's it's very um, it's new science <laughs> that just just came through. There's an opaqueness <laughs> that is affected by smoke on uh, vineyards, and oh, uh, you're out there Johnson. studying it, which yeah. is really it's a yeah, good yeah, endeavor. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank you for your work. You're welcome. Yeah. It's it's minimal at this. I point. I plan but... to uh, taste it and benefit from it. What? How many years? Four years from now? Five uh, years from now? No, you can. I mean. The wine we make, or the wine that, like, the professor that I work with in yeah. his lab, it's all research wine, so it's not for, like, public consumption. Okay. So I'll never taste this. No. So your work is basically worthless to me. No, it's not, because oh. they're figuring out how to get the <laughs> ashtray smell and taste out of wine. Okay. So, you know, and you live That's pretty good. much all... Have you ever had mezcal? No. It's like a tequila that tastes like an ashtray. What? Why? They smoke it. I know, but why? Like, why, why do people want that? Uh yeah, I have a bottle that I opened and drank a little bit of, and it's still up in the closet because exactly. I'm ho- I'm hoping that I have a friend come over who's like, "Hey man, you got any mezcal?" And I'll be like, <laughs> "Yeah man, I do actually." <laughs> it's just not. Me, you know what I found out recently? Let me be a good buddy. Uh, I don't know if I shared this or not, but I found out recently that uh, the beer industry is also finding the same effects via like hops. Oh, so like yeah, the hops sure. are absorbing the smoke, and then it's having a similar impact on the beer when it's fermented. Mm. It's interesting to me, though, that, I think that's like, PBR's excuse as to why our beer sucks. Um, it's interesting to me, though, that it's, like, the... She just eye-rolled me. <laughs> I sure the did. The biggest eye-roll. <laughs> we don't film this. We just talked about why we don't film this podcast, because nobody wants to look at us. But if we were filming this, I would have put that into slow-mo, because you absolutely eye-rolled me. Somehow, your mouth was still pointing at the microphone, 
Because everything else about your body was rolling. Yeah, it was, yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, I'm a little tired, so yes. my patience <laughs> yeah. is a little bit lower. Um, yeah. and, and I haven't done this for three weeks, so, <laughs> so I've got energy bottled up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm ready uh, to rock, man. No, I don't remember what I was saying. Thanks, Bob. Oh, uh, it's interesting to me that like the fermentation process is where those like compounds break down. Because in like other fruit or like fruit you just consume that's been that's had wildfire smoke, like you don't really notice it. It's not a big deal. But like once you start fermenting it and like those compounds break down, it's a big deal. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. I don't have to do this. You got into- <laughs> I'm just going to rage quit right here. She got into compounds, <laughs> fruit compounds, and my eyes glazed over. I wish you could have seen that one. You know, not everyone's as big of an idiot as you are, so. <laughs> we got a lot of fruit compound in our audience. They're, uh, they're compounders. They're uh, big fans. Yeah. Oh Anyways. Um, well, I, deal with you. I know. <laughs> you really can't. You shouldn't. <laughs> you don't even get paid for this. So it's, uh, it's really just you're doing the Lord's work completely. <laughs> Um, so we started a series on Sunday. Yeah. We're doing an, a summer series called Ashes, Ashes, We you All know, Fall Down, a series on mortality. Uplifting, light, yeah. light, uh, easy, breezy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all, everything's about summer. life. And, and it's, <laughs> I, I mentioned there's never a good time to no. do this. And it's always so true because, you know, somebody brought up the other day, hey, did you hear that so and so passed away? And that, wow, this series is timely. Is this why you did it? And I'm like, no, this is why I did it. Like, <laughs> that's going to happen no matter, like, yeah. Uh, we even I I even got a um a phone call a, a Facebook message um yesterday from somebody who previous attended when we were at Southridge and and she's elderly and because of the move and all this kind of stuff she stopped attending there I found out that she passed away on on over the weekend mm. and uh, so I'll be doing a, a even though I just said I I never do any funerals I'm doing yeah. one this week apparently yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but like the timeliness of it you're like I always feel like after I do a message like this I gotta like knock on wood everywhere else to be like you know it's it's <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to speak uh, ill of that, but uh, it's just a uh, factor of life, and uh, I I think the idea of the responsibility of a church to teach people how to die well is a, a big deal, and uh, something that's really important and critical, and I really do think it does help you uh, enjoy life. And as you're sitting out under a patio, watching the stars and campfires with kids, and and they're out of school, and schedules are a lot looser now than they typically are, like the other ten months of the year. I feel like that's really true in like July, August. It's just like whatever, man. What do you got going on? Anything, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, then, uh, then, and you do get like that appreciation of life. Like I think that uh, that this is a good kind of talk to be like. This is why. This is why those things resonate with you. This is why when you're by the campfire and you're just like, man, this is good. Life's good. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's absolutely true. Let's let's take full advantage of it. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, I uh, read a book a while back. And I was reminded of it today because there was an article that came out in the Wall Street Journal today, this morning, as I was kind of in, like, waking up, like, having coffee and just kind of going through the stuff about a lady who um, has has a DIY, she calls it the last DIY project that you'll ever do, um, and it's a build, building your own coffin sort of thing, and this is a, a kit uh, that that uh, she kind of helped create and and and, and make happen. I'm trying to think of the name on it. She doesn't have it, but there is a. Um, they, they cost about two thousand, or the, the the typical family spends about two thousand to three thousand dollars on a coffin. Uh, but you can get this kit for a heck of a lot cheaper, and it comes with like you know little sayings on people who say. Um, 
uh, this is the most fun. We just had so much fun, the most fun we've ever had. Um, and then she's got a picture. I'm going to show you uh, okay. a picture of hers. Um, here's what she's done with hers. She, oh, she made it into a bookshelf? It's a bookshelf in her house. Until she needs it to be a coffin? Until she, And then the bookshelves slide out. And then that, those are on hinges right there, oh, and then that becomes her That's coffin. Cool. And so she's communicated to her family, this is how I want this to go down. And so it's like a, it, it is like a memento mori. I, yeah. I, I used that term the other day about the skull that reminds you that of her in, impending yeah. death, right? Um, and it's not cool, it's not fashionable yet uh, to have a skull at your house in your living room. Well, I mean, it used to be fashionable. It used to be fashionable, but like it would be weird today, you know? Like, yeah, it was funny because when I was listening to, I don't it, know that like Joanna like, Gaines has like a skull line, right? Yeah, probably not. Um, but I like I kept waiting for you to reference Hamlet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been good. I yeah. should have. Yeah, because alas, poor York. Had, yeah, right. Uh, so, but but like a bookshelf that makes sense, and you put it in study. And what can you put on your shelves? Books and a skull. Oh, yes, but and like pictures. a lot of times, pictures of family. <laughs> like when if you go down to my office, I have books, but in front of those books are typically uh, pictures of, of yeah. my wife and my kids and and all of the different ages and things that I collect and love and hobbies and whatever else. Yep. that's all down there to be like this. If you saw my bookshelves, not only would the titles of the books and the style of the books communicate something about me, but also every all the other paraphernalia that's yep. on those things mm-hmm. to be like this is a good picture. Of, of a Brent that you may or may not know. I don't know. You know what I mean? So um, I thought that that was a brilliant idea. Uh, so I'm not like, you know, do do what you want with it. But I think it's a it's, it's an interesting project. And the book that I read uh, was uh, a long time ago. And I have it done in my office. And I should have grabbed it. Um, and I can't remember the name of it right now. But he built his own coffin with his dad. His dad was passing oh, away. Okay. was going to pass away. They both worked together on each of theirs. They built okay. the two together. And then they, he, his dad ended up passing away. He buried his dad, and then now he has his own. But it's got like this connection because my yeah. dad helped me build it. Yeah. Um, just a, it was like a really emotional. Uh, don't read it if you're not into like emotions and not in touch <laughs> with feelings and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was brilliant. He was a great writer, and uh, it, it was very impactful. Nice. So So impactful that I forgot the title of the book. Yeah. But. <laughs> Um, nevertheless, uh, it was good. Any, uh, any thoughts from your takeaways? You had a chance to listen to it. Yep. Um, I was thinking about the like the death's head or the like the what is it the Latin one? Memento mori. Memento mori. Yeah. Um, and like how I think we all kind of need one. Like you need to figure out something that regularly reminds you of your mortality. Yeah. Like what is that in your life? Is it a person? Is it a thing? Is it a like? You know, what is reminding you that your time is limited and that you need to live well and know how to die well? And, like, I don't know. Like, so, because there is, like, a when you remember that your time is limited and you're not going to be here forever, you also remember that you just need to live better, which I was like, is he going to pull out YOLO at some point in this situation? <laughs> If this, um, <laughs> if this series was like ten years ago, I probably would have done yeah. like a YOLO series. But now it would have been like, oh, bro, come on, what is YOLO? Like, try it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's not not good. Um, and while that trend was ridiculous in many aspects, there are, is truth in it of like understanding that your time is limited and you need to be using it well and remembering that it's limited. Because if we live like we're not going to die, then you. Either don't do anything um, or you do everything. And it's just like there's no balance. There's no like understanding of yeah. our place in the world. Yeah. So. Trying to find our place and navigate. Yeah. It's a big deal for sure. 
that was those are my thoughts. I when I was using the the grass analogy or when I was referencing the scriptures that talk about that Peter in first Peter talking about it quoting Isaiah and then also Psalms you'll see it over and over again the life of mortals is likened to grass I, I was trying to reflect over the weekend what does that mean what's what's involved in that it's because sometimes we treat grass like um, it's not important or it's like it's pointless like why even have grass you live Except in Arizona it's like the most important it's like one of the most important organisms in like actual grassland yeah, ecosystems. I, because and... I wouldn't have any allergies if it weren't for grass, and so I have grass <laughs> to thank for that. Yeah. Uh, Not like that, but just like in an actual nature way. Sure. Because it's like a huge food source. Ooh, science again. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm so I'm kidding. Gonna leave. I'm gonna leave, and you're gonna be all alone. All and alone. then what are you gonna do, uh, Mister? Talk about grass, probably. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, so I I was trying to go with the fragility and the the tenuousness of this and the the whatever. And I, I was I was driving into church. I passed a golf course, and and I was like, oh, one, I thought oh, I should be golfing right now. Second, I thought there's a lot of grass out there, and uh, I wanted to leave give some homework for people. As I was driving, I was like, oh, this is what I should do at the very end, right? I should say. So this week, as you're out there, as you're walking around, as you drive by a golf course, think about grass. As you go out in your yard, as you go down to the boat races and wish that there was more grass for you to sit on and stand on <laughs> instead of just dirt and concrete and asphalt or whatever, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, use that to reflect on 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 this. And and I didn't do it, and I, I wish that I would have. And so, the, but then I thought, you know what? That's what the podcast is That's for. What so the podcast is for. You got some homework. Uh, you know, as you're going out and think you're seeing this. Think of the grass. Think of the grass. Yeah, and let that be a a small memento mori for you. And like you said, probably a better long-term one that actually like has some purpose and meaningful for meaningfulness for you would be uh, a worthy uh, venture uh, for you. So check it out. Yeah, yeah good. Sure. Anything else stand out? No. Nope. Okay, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good series. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, if you did not go yet or didn't see it already on our notes link. So if you go to eastlaketricities.com/notes, or if you have the app, you can click on the notes button within there. I have supplied a link to more information on Ars Moriendi and the process and the, like the, the more wood engravings and the different styles that, that they would have used. And, and there's a lot of history there that I think is really, really, really cool. So you should be able to follow that link and go check that out as well. All right, let's jump into our something interestings. Um, is it okay that I have one and a half today? Sure. Are you, are you fine with That's that? Fine. You got somewhere to be anytime soon? I mean, sometime later, but not okay. soon, soon. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a fun one and then a, a, a mind twister one. Which okay. one do you want first? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> you know, the one rule of improv is that it's yes and. That's how you do it. Then do um, the fun one first. Okay, do the fun one first. <laughs> um, there, is a, uh, there are some penguins okay. who currently live in the Japan's Hakone in Aquarium, and I'm probably pronouncing that uh, totally wrong, but mm-hmm. it's an hour's drive southwest of Tokyo. Uh, and inflation and rising prices have meant a change in diet, and the animals are not happy oh, about I it. Think These I heard about are this. penguins yeah. who uh, are a little bit bougie, yep. and have not liked the new fish that have replaced what they're at, and they're they're refusing to eat it. Um, and uh, they uh, 
the price of uh, the the original food that they had eaten uh, was increased by twenty percent to thirty percent last year, and so they cut costs and did this, and they did mackerel instead, and they are not responding well to all of this. <laughs> uh, they are uh, up in their uh, up, up in their girls. They are all, also cutting costs by reducing circulation pumps and and doing all this kind of stuff, and they have no plans to go back to the uh, uh, the uh, other fish mm-hmm. unless they begin to see a decline in the health of these yeah. penguins. Uh, and so it's like a, a game of chicken yep. that I think is a little bit funny that uh, these penguins are yeah. like feeling the effects of inflation and then we'll see how it happens. So more <laughs> stories to come. But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the the one thing that's kind of a fun mind thing is my my wife and I found a show last night. And okay. I know I'm not supposed to talk about shows, but this is a... You do it constantly. No, no, no. I know. So. I know. I know. This is a uh, a show called The Rehearsal. Okay. It's two episodes in. It's on HBO. Uh, and... It is, which I know is sometimes hard for people to access, but I'm sure it's ba- it's made by um, Nathan. Golly, what's his last name? Nathan. Nathan for you is another one that he does. Nathan Safeldi, something like that. I don't know. All right, the rehearsal is comes across as is he like an illusionist? No, okay. no, like a like a reality show ish. Okay. He meets with a guy in his home and says, "Hey." Um, you submitted a video of a situation that you would like to you you lied to some friends several years ago who were on your trivia team. You've been with these same people for several years now. At one point, you told them you had a master's degree, but you don't really have a master's degree. They keep sending you job things because you're out of work that require master's degrees, Oops. and you're in that spot where you're like, Ugh. so now I've got to go to them. And he's like, I'm afraid that one person isn't going to respond well to it. Mm-hmm. And so... Nathan shows up and says, what if we walked through, what if we rehearsed something uh, for you to help you mm-hmm. think through all of the different and they options? get like actors to come and... No, yes. Okay. So, so, so then here's what he did. He says, I've actually rehearsed this conversation with you about a hundred times. We built your house in a lot. That's creepy. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've had this conversation with somebody who studied you about a hundred times. Even more creepy. And we want to help you do this same thing with this other person. Hard pass. So, yes. <laughs> but this person says yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, so then they're on the show. They're on the show, right? They have to make the show, right? <laughs> who, who knows how many people said no before this yeah, person yeah, said yeah. yes. I understand that. So, they, they go, okay, what's her name? Tell us about her, right? And so, they have to like... They have to like pull this information out of him, and they're setting up these scenarios to be like they. He takes some skeet shooting, and then um, unspe- unbeknownst to this guy, um, he fills it all with blanks so that they're both missing. Thinking um, if we're both missing in shooting, we'll have an affinity towards each other. He might open up a little bit more. Everything's rehearsed. Everything's been practiced. It's so weird. Everything's been thought out. This is what's what a crazy. Mind trip. So they do trivia at the same bar. Every week. And so he's like, we're going to rehearse this, and we're going to have somebody go and meet with this woman, study her personality, study like what we think That's she so could creepy. do. That's so creepy. I would be so, like, if my friend did that yes. to me, I'd be so mad. Yes. Then <laughs> they built this bar. Oh, my gosh. In a in a warehouse, a, an exact replica, and it looks amazing. It looks and feels like the bar. Then How much money is being wasted? Oh, my gosh. So much money. <laughs> then... 
They practice him coming in, finding where he wants to sit. Sit. What if that seat's not available? Let's rehearse some options. How do you get people over there? What are you going to order? How are you going to order it? What's what's she going to say? Here's And then yeah. they have her one time come in, have a bad day. One time come in, have a good day. One come in, come have, have a neutral day. Then they fill it with other people. It was wild. And then they filmed the actual confrontation and the actual conversation. Mm-hmm. And then him being able to tell her, um, hey, uh, uh, I don't actually have a master's degree. I don't actually have a master's degree, but also this is a, like a show. Is that okay that you're that you're on this? And and it was it was crazy. And here's the the crazy Did he thing lose his is friend? no no she oh, was okay. totally fine with it. She's yeah. like oh I wish you would have just told me I would have been totally which is, yeah, everybody knows that's what's gonna happen. Yes. But like in his mind he had created no she's gonna kick me off the team. Yeah she's gonna tell all of my friends uh-huh. I'm gonna be so embarrassed I'm not gonna and, and I live he's like I live for trivia night like this yeah. is my team these are my people and if I lose this community I really don't want to lose this so it's a big deal to him uh, and uh, and it, it, it's it's a crazy deal and yeah but how close of a community have you actually built if you don't know what that person's that would say? be a valid question to ask but because if they really yes. are you're like then you shouldn't worry community, about it. it shouldn't be a big deal I get it right. Uh, and then uh, one of the big things was th- in the in the uh, run-throughs, in the one of the hundred run-throughs that they did, they would actually do some trivia questions. And they found that when he didn't know the tr- answers to some of the trivia questions and was losing, he was so sidetracked on losing and not wanting to lose that he lost – he would forget to bring up the conf- – or or would struggle to bring up the, the what they – the reason why he was there uh, to have this conversation. Okay. So like we have to come up with questions that we know he knows the answers to. So they to. like they rigged the trivia game yes. on the real night so yes. that he, they would win. The, but they they met with the guy who's going to do the trivia and acted oh like word. this was for something else and we're going to film this. So like nobody was they, like they thought through everything and worked backwards on it. It's it's a it's a mind thing, man. I mean, it's crazy. If you've ever watched like Matchstick Men or like Truman Show mm-hmm. or that kind of thing, yeah. it's kind of like that in real life with this thing, yeah, right? I don't like it. And then what they did <laughs> was all of the answers to the questions um, were in the week prior to the trivia night, mm-hmm. he would go out, they would go out together on walks or whatever, and he would bring this up in conversation loosely in different ways using actors. People saying, like, there's a police officer that said, you know, it's roped off, there's a gun, there's a shooting here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, six people dead. This is, this is one of those days I blame the Chinese for inventing gunpowder, right? <laughs> Which is going to be one of the questions later, yeah. which feels so cheesy and lame in that moment. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And this is the one that Kylie and I were laughing yeah. about and we're, we're joking about. Uh, and her and I are in disagreements uh, over who's in on the joke and who's not in on the uh, joke. Okay. So clearly Nathan's in on everything and yeah. all of the actors are. Yeah. But the question then becomes is – this guy, his name is Kor, K-O-R, mm-hmm. is he in on it? Is he an actor or is he real? Like, is this oh, a real conversation? Okay. Or is this all just like a new, remember when The Office came out and it was like a new genre of, yeah. of funny? And you're mm-hmm. like, it took you a while to figure out there's not really a documentary crew, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? We're only two episodes in, and I, I'm not too familiar with Nathan for you. I remember a while back I watched an episode of it because it was mm-hmm. recommended, but... um and then is is the friend who is, is in this, did she know what, what's mm-hmm. going on? In in the first episode, they're painted in a pretty good light, both mm-hmm. of them. And so I could understand how once everything came out and they were asked, are you okay if we show this on TV, that they would sign off on it? Because it didn't like make him look dumb or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was just an interesting 
thing. But then in episode two, there's somebody who comes out not looking great. Oh. And so then the question becomes, Kylie's like, they have to be actors. Why would he ever sign off yeah. to say, I'm good with this being shown on live television yeah, or on, on like TV? national television. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so I'm like, I think he's just a weirdo. I think that, I think that I there's just some people who are like, this is my 15 minutes to fame. I don't care if I look bad. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> so there's debate on on if it's entirely a joke mm-hmm. or partially a joke and people are in on it. Um, more to come. So I would okay. love, if you're listening to this and you happen to subscribe or whatever, or this stuff interests you, uh, listen and then let me know what you think. Well, wow. it definitely sounds like a thinker It took of the way show. too long, it but it, long was, time, but it was brilliant. We've had long conversations <laughs> Uh, as a result of it. So if nothing nice. else, uh, do that. Nice. The show's called The Rehearsal. All right, go okay. ahead. Um, mine is about crab whiskey. Crab whiskey? Uh-huh. So apparently there's an invasive crab in America called, it's like a green crab, and there is a distillery in New Hampshire that is taking this invasive crab and then like sanitizing it and boiling it like you would to eat normal crab. Um, and like creating crab stock from it and then using that crab stock to create a whiskey. And this is a quote from the distiller. Um, people are going to hear crab whiskey and I'd venture to say three quarters of them are going to go, no, absolutely not. He said, but if you can get them to taste it, they totally change their tune for the most part. So, um, yeah. And it's a, you know, they run it through. Distillery equipment. I'm sure it's all it. sanitized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, but um, I don't then, smell crab and think, yum, can't wait to drink yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have like other spices in it too. Yeah, so sure. it's like, but, but, in, uh, but I love crab. Seed, coriander, cinnamon. And then, so they take the crab stock, mix it with those spices, and then combine it with a, a bourbon base. Um, call, the distiller calls it a thinking sipping drink. <laughs> It's meant for you to explore your own perception through your olfactory senses. So I'm going to show Brent the bottle. It's kind of a cute little, it's like probably one of their small scale things. But I think for them, it's also like, I mean, we're not going to really make a dent in this invasive species, but here's this species that's kind of like impacting negatively the actual environment. Sure. So drink to change. Let's take it. Like, let's take it out and like use it for something else. I... I mean, I would definitely try it because it feels like that's quirky well, enough. Well, I mean, you tried ashtray tequila, yeah, so. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I I think with that, too, what, what was I going to say with that? Like a weird old-fashioned would be super weird with that. Oh. But, oh, I know I know what I was going to say. Uh, like cr- some of that crab meat can be really, really sweet. Like yeah. Dungeness mm-hmm. is like a really sweet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's like those kind of – that sweetness is yeah. that sugary sort of feeling. It probably has like a – umami type of yeah. like feel to it um just because it has that meaty like in, you know yeah but i don't know um i just thought it was funny and interesting and yeah so here okay you, go, world. you get a bottle of that and i'm gonna <laughs> sign you up for the rehearsal show and uh and then we'll just be all locked in loaded uh, all right <laughs> episode two is crazy megan i don't know it just doesn't it's crazy i don't know if i'll enjoy it honestly but maybe I would if I actually watched it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something <laughs> Interesting. Um, on Sunday, we're back to our one-service summer schedule. Uh, week two of our Ashes, Ashes, We All Fall Down. It is boat race weekend, but that doesn't mean you can't come to church and kick it off right. Um, those races don't start till afternoon anyways. And by the way, it's really, really hot out there. So minimize your time. Uh, we have AC and we have water. So, nice. you know, get you on, on the right foot for that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be good. 
and I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Good. Bye. Everybody. Have a good. Have a good week. Yeah. You See you.